2: Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor.
3: Now andy, now andy, now andy. Good evening, it is The Forum. Welcome along to the show. Um, It's great to see a lot of you already in, saying hello to each other in the chat. It's a lovely little community that goes on there. Uh, Tonight we're in our houses, not in the studio, not in the bunker, not in anywhere fun where we can have real interactions like real human beings. Instead, we have our virtual selves sitting on your television screen as it stands. Tonight I am, of course, joined by my friend and colleague Stephen Daly. Back on for the first time and since the last time. And on this side (laughs) (laughs) on this side, we've got Dave Thomas. You may remember Dave Thomas from the previous less beardy version of Dave Thomas was there. But Dave said he was never doing a podcast that we won the league again. So we thought it was a good time to have him back on. And then down in the the, this bit down here is Big Joe Walsh. How are you, Big Joe Walsh?
0: All good fell. How are you?
3: Not too bad. I also wanted to make it out clear, lads, Big Joe Walsh hasn't broken into Craig Holden's old shed. That isn't as well. It just happens to be a likeness that he has in his own gaff that's sitting there. Um, <laughs> right, lads, tonight on the back of what was another fantastic loss in Anfield, um, it is the form. We have our four topics lined up. They all have something that's going on as well. But we are going to obviously open up the floor to any decent comments that come in. And if around the cheese, knock around, if you want to give us any tips on cling film, that'd be greatly welcomed as well. Uh, but, of course, the, the topics start off as they go. Um, I've got one from Steve, one from Dave, one from Joe. And I think I'll go around the house and we'll start with Dave. That way. Dave, We'll, sta- we'll, we'll let's start with your topic because... Out of all the topics, it has the least relevance to what went on yesterday and probably ever. <laughs> but <laughs> when when I glance
4: changes though, Dave, no.
3: <laughs> but when I gla- when I glanced at social media today, it seemed to be taking up an awful lot of people's thoughts, and I see people getting very upset about it. So, Dave, what is your topic tonight, and, and and take us through
2: it. Well, you know, I was thinking about what we talk about, and it, you know, obviously, we're going to get on to the game, but. Uh, Roy Keane uh, had a little moment yesterday, and it's not so much about Roy Keane, right? Because Roy Keane is like, you know, he's the Phil Mitchell of pundits, right? You know what I mean? There was a time where like he was interesting and whatever, and now he just does the same thing every week. You know, it's like, how angry can he get about it? But he said something which I thought he he described Liverpool as bad champions, which is just uh, a pretty stupid phrase, anyway. But I was thinking, like, what the fuck is he talking about? You know, and I think it actually spoke to what a lot of pundits and fans and whatever are referring to, which is they, they almost think of last season versus this season is the only comparison as in, Oh, well, we were champions last season. So this season we've been crap. Therefore we've dropped off without recognizing that for three years, uh Liverpool have been the best team in Europe. You know, they went to a champions league final, then they won the champions league, then they won the league. And yeah, we've, Kind of dropped off this year, but it's not like we had one great season and then dropped off. And I think as I read more and more of the analysis, it's like a lot of people are, are, are not not as bluntly as feeding it, uh, as you know getting into it as as keen is, but kind of like, oh yeah, well they were champions and now they've bottled it type of thing, rather than we've naturally come to the end of um, you know a, a cycle. Or that we'd built up over five years, and now we've kind of st- you know, plateaued a little bit and loads of reasons why that's happened. But I, ch- I just couldn't believe he would, he would articulate that. I, not that I couldn't believe it. I just thought it was a really lazy comment, but actually more and more of the analysis of Liverpool is becoming lazier because it's boring to keep saying the same things, which are the real reasons why the performance has dropped off, which is injuries and fatigue and, you know, the natural consequences of what's happened in in the last three years. Um, So even though it was Roy Keane that kind of set me off, and I, you know, I shouldn't have let Roy Keane set me off, it was the bad champions comment, which I just thought was, you know, stupid. But it's so prevalent in so much of the, the conversation around Liverpool at the moment.
4: Stephen, your thoughts, please. I'd rather be bad champions than great runners up. That's that's probably my first thought. Um second is as somebody just master of debate there said, you know, we're no worse champion you know, we're no worse champions this season than City were last year. Um it's been a mental season, regardless, not just for us, for everybody. There's been crazy runs of games, there's been um you know, we've we've had massive injuries in in key uh, it's not just losing your two centre halves and then replacing them with the two other centre halves in the in the squad. It's you lose your two centre halves and then lose the entire core of your of your team, basically. Um so yeah, listen, I I, I actually I was gonna say I get what Roy Keane is saying. I think yeah, he does love an L you know quote to to rile people up, um, much like Dave Thomas himself. Um but but uh I'm but,
2: changed, but in Steve, I'm a man, I'm a change man.
4: <laughs> well it's lovely to hear, Dave. It's lovely to and it's lovely to see you as well. But um but yeah, in, in all reality, I think uh, yeah, I think it's it's a bit of a bullshit comment, but but it's it's a season that we're in, which is just you know, it's 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 a once in a in a lifetime season of craziness that's come along do i think we'd have had another season like last year you know even with even without the injuries no i don't i don't um i think diego uh, diogo Jada has been nearly as i know this sounds mental but he's been easily as big a loss as joe gomez but it's had a, a huge impact like that that front four were clicking because you were able to pull one of them out if if uh if it wasn't happening you know but I, I'm getting to the point now whereby I nearly cry when I see Divock Origi taking off his fucking jumper and putting and getting ready to come on the pitch, and we're we're basically down to ten men when 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 he comes on the pitch now.
2: And I, I think if you look at the last four, apart from City retaining, so City retained the title. I think they're the only ones that have done it since Ferguson did it. But if you look at the last four title winners before that. Uh, United when they won it last Fell off the next season under Moise Obviously Leicester won it They went into the relegation zone Chelsea and De Conte and Mourinho Both dropped off In fact both of those managers got sacked The season after they were champions City then last season Dropped off after they won the league And now, now we've dropped off So it just goes to show how hard it is To have two seasons Then my three seasons at that level You know we had two seasons For all intents and purposes The season City won the league uh, beat us by a point. You know, we posted the highest points total of any league winner, never mind a runner-up. So we essentially matched them stride for stride for two seasons. Of course, you can't do it for three. They couldn't do it for three. You
0: know? Yeah. Joe Seppi. Yeah, I think it's just disappointing. The last uh, month and a half, when we were top at Christmas, and just the results since Christmas. That's probably like. We all thought we mightn't win it this year, but we'd give it a good run. So just disappointed to fall off so much since Christmas and drop so many silly points. That's, I think, and listen, Roy Keane is going to say whatever, whatever's controversial and whatever people want to hear. He's not, it, it's the same every weekend. He'll say, he'll just attack an individual player or a team and they'll run with it. So I wouldn't pay too much attention to Keane, but just... As a bad champions, no. But it's just disappointing the last few weeks.
3: What's after happening? The, the, the idea of bad champions is <clears throat> is a bit stupid, to be quite frank. Um, yeah. If you look at the what the season after Leicester won the league, they finished twelfth. Uh, City won after last year finished what twenty odd points off what they'd done the previous year. Mm-hmm. I think United United finished seventh after they the last time they won the league under Fergie. Um yeah. It's quite common for a team to have a drop off the season after they win the league because the level well, outside of the injuries, I'm not because we'll get into the injuries in a while, but outside of the injuries where you have even a, a relatively fully fit squad or a normalized fit squad, the emotion that it takes to win in the league to get you over the top, particularly the first time around, right? Um, it's huge. Like, why do you think so many teams, when, when they get promoted out of the championship, often the team that gets promoted as the champions struggled in the Premier League the following season because they have won a league. They, I know they haven't won the league, but they yeah. have won a league. Yeah. And when they come up, that, that raw emotion that was there often drives them on for the first two or three games. And then suddenly, when they lose a game, it sort of a bit unravels because the players haven't been used to losing or used to dropping points on a regular basis for a while. And you can see that. like You look at the Arsenal team that were unbeaten. Do you remember the, the, that, uh, the Invincibles team that yeah, went for yeah, whatever yeah. amount of games it was? And when they lost a game, It all unravelled very quickly for over six or seven or eight games in terms of what it was.
2: Yeah, because, and also like the the psychological impact of not having a preseason as well. So you go, you win the Champions League, you come back the next season, we win 25 out of the first 26 games, whatever it was, something crazy, mental, win the league, then COVID hits. And you roll from one season, which is kind of, or from one half of the tail end of one season, pretty much straight into the next season in this mad world that we're all living in. Of course, it's going to be, and that's, I think, in a normal circumstance, to Steve was point, we would have dropped off because it's, you can't maintain that level for three seasons. You just can't. Nobody has been able to do it. It would have been an unbelievable achievement to do it for two with a squad that we had. So we were always going to drop off. Also, I think it's important to say, like, there's still half a season to go. You know, we're not mm. like, everyone's thrown. I, I'm not saying, we, obviously, it's a massive ask uh, to get anywhere near the league. now, But there's still half a season to go. And we've had our bad run. And every team has a bad run. And, mm. you know, it's only a matter of time. You know, City can't win. it. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't think City will win every game you know, they will drop points. They won't drop as many as us probably and they're probably in the league. But everyone else is a deeply flawed team. Well, Dave, can,
3: Dave, can I ask, you. can I just ask you this, right? So, I, I, I meander back to that season under Rogers in 2014, fourteen Right we've 15 games remaining City have just equaled a record for the longest consecutive win streak in the league which has put them on top of the league with 14 consecutive wins and Steve and Joey give me an opinion of this right supposedly we're bad champions if this team which is and it's capable of given that we now have two centre-backs and a backup centre-back in Phillips and and Williams there and we've got a week until we play our next game against Leicester assuming that we we are able to gel them in or he puts them in and, and we get through and this team goes on a 14-15 game winning streak to equal what what City have done, let's say, or even a 13-game winning streak, that's going to have you either first or second come the end of the season, given the way the season's going. It's going to have so, you second.
2: Yeah. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Yeah. Quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto. ¿Viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with cheese, o un Filet o Fish, y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar, válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. No At question least. about that. Yeah. 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 I, I don't see us, look, nobody knows what's going to happen, you know, mm. but you can't tell me that that side with just one of Henderson and Fabino in midfield, never mind the two of them, which is what which is the move I would make now, but Henderson and Fabino in that midfield, we're a different team Simple as yeah that. And, it's a different and,
4: it's a different beast altogether yeah. and and one of the other things is it's like people don't take into account that every single season is a standalone thing. The fact that Man City and Liverpool for the last you know two and a half years have gone toe to toe with ridiculous points per games averages. Is something that's just not being thought about. Look at Villa; they scraped by last season to 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 avoid relegation, and they look a completely revitalised team. Look like at Sheffield United
2: the other way. Absolutely, United,
4: exactly. You know, yeah.
2: People are talking about Wilder as manager. Of yeah,
4: exactly. He he he. I think he was voted second after Klopp. You know, uh, in in terms of the the points or whatever else. On top of that, you look at the fine margins of of every football match. You look at us losing a last minute penalty to Brighton at their place. Never mind us, you know, being beaten by them. But it's it's things like that. Um, there's Kyle mates,
2: and, on, and um, see, we forget the but, last season. By the way, we were on the receiving end of a lot of those things like last week things against Leicester we, absolutely we didn't blow the, two, the two now, last minute
4: goals yeah. against Villa in the opposite yeah. way exactly. you know or in the last four minutes or whatever we we did as as amazing as our as amazing as our, our run was there was a lot of times we just squeezed by and got three points rather than one during that season as is the case with every team who's ever won the league exactly. um so so it's it, you know, when you actually take the emotion out of it, I know football's a game of emotion. It's why we're all actually so interested in it. But when you when you actually look at it and you look at the fine margins between this season's results and last season's results, and it's, you know, yet again, the fucking the Burnley penalty. You know what I mean? Was was Burnley, wasn't it? I might lose my fucking mind. It was a penalty for Burnley, wasn't it? Not Brighton. Sorry, just Burnley and Brighton being close together. But those little things that you're just going... You know, it could have been a very different conversation we're having. And all of a sudden, we're we're three points, four points off City with Jota to come back and Henderson and Fabinho to move into midfield. It didn't go our way this season. We still have loads of games left to enjoy. And yeah, we're probably not going to win the league, but stop fucking losing the head over.
2: And also, I think it's, it's no coincidence that since the fans are not in a stadium, we are not a team that is built on... Uh, technical proficiency, right? You know, we uh, Klopp and his team are built on running the most, running at the right times. But also, they're a momentum team. City play every game as if it's a training game, and yeah. they used to play in in an empty stadium even when fans were <laughs> there. So, yeah. new for them, tired, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, Joe. I have a question for you because you, I, I like your take on things, and it comes back to the Keen thing. <laughs> people, people are giving out about, about this take, but isn't that what he's there to do? He's there to annoy people. He's there to get reactions. He's there to cause discussions, and he's there to get exposure to the program and the things that he said so that people click on what's there. Like, I know they call it a clickbait, but <laughs> yeah. this is the May.
0: Yeah, I know. But when it's every week, it sort of loses. The appeal. At the start, when Keynes comes out with all these shouts and attacks to Gea and Maguire and whoever else, people sit up and take notes and talk. I think it's just, when it's every week, it's just doesn't have the same sort of, it's not as powerful when you're listening to and you knew yesterday what was coming after that game. And I think it was Jamie commented earlier on in the group, saying like two months ago, Kane made comments about Liverpool and the desire, and they were uh, not mentality monsters, but something along them lines, and how that they're they're still working so hard and all. So within two months, he's completely changed his opinion. So I no, I wouldn't pay too much heed to, but I, I can see why he's on. He's more interested in listening to the Redknapp and the likes, but. No, it's not. When it's every week, if of loses, it's it's not as uh, powerful to me.
3: Okay, look, I want to move along from the, the Roy Keane discussion about bad champions. Uh, as, as Steve said, it's better to be bad champions than really, really brilliant runners-up, because we've been really, really brilliant runners-up for 30 years. I'd rather be really <laughs> shit champions, to be totally honest with you, and be really great champions the next year. And be champions yeah. again. That much better. with That uh, right. Next topic up, Steve. I, I suppose let's have a wee discussion around the game. Um, and Steve, you like despite the apologies from Alison tonight and all, you you despise this man. So I'll, I'll
4: let you give us. Sure <laughs> yes, I wish death upon him and his family. Um, no, no. I, I tell you what it is for the since since the game yesterday, and it was right after the match. Everybody. Started talking about how uncharacteristic these errors were from Allison, Mm. and I just thought to myself, they're not uncharacteristic at all. And he's been doing this since he signed for us. The difference is, it was uncharacteristic for us to get fucked three times in fifteen minutes from them. That was the uncharacteristic part. Um, We've, you know, his his kicking when the ball is put back to him is pretty poor most of the time he often hits the opposition with the ball rather than actually putting it where he wants it i'm not saying he doesn't have decent distribution when given lots of time but when put under pressure from the opposition which happens plenty and we've seen it cost goals in the past he has the ability to just ping the ball 20 yards to to the opposition. And in this instance, it was against a Man City team who already had their tails up and he basically gifted them two goals in five minutes and should have done better for their fourth as well. I know it was a smash and strike from from Foden and whatever else, but it is straight at him. I don't know what speed it was going at. I don't know, you know, the the force behind it and whatever else, but it's not like he was the other side of the goal when it pinged in. It it literally went in above his hands um, for the fourth. So, I just think everybody spoke, like lots and lots of pundits have spoken about how this is very uncharacteristic. of him. I know it's not like him to give away goals, but it is like him to give away the ball in those sort of situations and us just not get punished by it. Joe? <laughs> uh. <laughs> you chickeny bastard, Casey. No, no, I'm, I'm waiting for the I, end. I, I
3: could have I, jumped in there and say, say you're talking absolute okay. shite, but I'm going to wait for the end and then jump in and say you're talking. About it. Come on.
4: <laughs>
0: okay. You're talking absolute shy, Steve. <laughs> 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 no, sorry, I know. I find, no, I find, I know. I get what you're saying. I just find it hard to criticize Allison because he is so good and he's the best in the world. I Absolutely. I do remember, I do remember a mistake. Like you say, he had a ball at his feet. He isn't as good as Ederson's stuff, but he's got away with it. But it's very hard. I, I give a lot, there's a lot of giving out what I do about Liverpool, and especially lately, but I just, Alison's almost beyond criticism for me. And and just just for the record,
4: I'm not criticizing Allison. You just did. So just just so we're clear on this. No, I'm not. I'm criticizing the pundits who've said it's uncharacteristic of him to make mistakes like that. He does make those mistakes, but as Klopp said right after the game, he has bailed us out so many times. He is a step above every keeper we've had since since prime reina and he's probably he is he's better than that as well probably but that, that reina was an exceptional goalkeeper in a, in a weaker team but what i'm saying is from from the point of view of his ability to just not clear the ball well and not find his own men with clearances that's my point i'm not i'm not knocking allison as a goalkeeper or criticizing him or saying that he's responsible for us losing games regularly Dave, just, just let's... so we clear that up
3: I can't wait. I'll let you have the last take of this, but Steve, no, I'm not having. It. And I'll tell you what I'm not having. It, right, the difference between us and, uh, the, the, and yeah, he this couldn't wait. This is this is. Phil right anyway,
4: Casey is the Roy Keane of the Trippers. He says that for the last for the last fucking ten years that I've known him, he has just text me one thing and said, wait, you see when I say this, you know, so he's the ultimate man in the world to just say shit to get people to go off on one. So the fact he even had an opinion on Roy Keane is another one. So let's hear what your Alison opinion is. Come on. So,
3: okay. So the thing on Alison is right. For a start, this idea that he makes that Edison is better with his feet than, than, Edison is bollocks. Even yesterday, there's a ball. I think it's on the 25th or 28th minute of the game. He plays a ball. Edison <laughs> plays a ball directly to Mane. Right, it's like the 25th or the 28th. The Again,
4: I think the, it was the 25th. i okay,
2: seconds or something yeah, like that. I haven't looked it up at all. You know, but he yeah. plays. He, play,
3: he plays the ball directly to Mane. And normally, that this time last season, Mane controls that ball, runs straight in and goals and, uh, and scores. Right. This is this is what happens. Hmm. This is what happens. Hmm. But Edison in Anfield has done this fucking loads of times. I think Actually, remember the game we won
4: exactly like that a couple of
3: years ago we scored two goals against Edison last uh, against Edison I think Firmino got on one and Salah got on another right so this idea Mm -hmm. that Edison is this amazing fellow with the ball he doesn't he has a fancy swash when it comes to hitting the ball the way he cuts across it and goes like sideways and spins out this way and that way but me bollocks Alisson is actually excellent is, is really excellent with his feet what happens is the mistakes he's made have been when the ball's been at his feet, right? He never lets a ball drop between his hands. He never lets a ball drop behind him, right? He never lets a ball drop.
4: Did you just <laughs> say Allison is excellent with his feet? The only problem yeah. is the mistakes he makes is when the ball is at his feet. <laughs> but, but this, this, is, <laughs> this is the point. Are these my hands? But this, <laughs> this,
3: this, But this is the point, Steve. They're so rare. The mistakes are so rare.
4: I know, and that wasn't my point. And th- but this that's is your it's point, a, But it wasn't my point. And no, I thought that's what we're talking talk ha- about.
3: You can't have, but you can't have a characteristic mistake when they're so rare.
4: A <laughs> no, You can have a characteristic, which is poor distribution with his feet. There's, there's no and poor that's distribution. I,
3: is, is, is past
4: completion Don't ratio as a goalkeeper me. is
3: much bigger than any other goalkeeper name. Don't Allison make me go look league. and find
2: the clips. You can. You can go. Don't you can go, go look, look all you want. You can. I try and? When I try and thread.
4: Between these two cups, right? So here's what I
2: see: Absolutely no goalkeeper in the Premier League is as good with their feet as they think they are, right? So every single goalkeeper except Joe Hart. goes, Oh, I think I'm fucking great. I, I think I can ping it 30 yards and drop it, right? And none of them can. So, you know, I don't like seeing any goalkeeper mess around with the ball with their feet. However, what I would say is I think that Allison has suffered from a few things. Not yesterday, but our defensive line is much deeper. He doesn't have the same room to... I think Allison is good at a mid-range pass, right? So not 10 yards, but 25 yards. He's better at 25 mm. yards than he is at 10, believe it or not. Uh, and I think that he's used to having um, the likes of Van Dyke or Gomez or, or Henderson, or these people in positions where they can receive it, and the same with the two fallbacks. I think everyone's out of position, so when he's trying to do those things... He's an idiot. That said, yesterday, he did it against Leicester, I think, two seasons ago, where it's it's just needless overconfidence. It's not mm-hmm. it's not uh so I think he is prone. It is characteristic for him to have that sometimes where it's needless overconfidence. He does it mm-hmm. sometimes where he's like coming out for a header, you know, where it's like maybe. Just stay there and you'll catch it, like, you know, or whatever, you know? And I, so I think he is to up, but no goalkeeper is a...
3: Now serving B24 at DMV window number seven. Okay,
2: Jim,
1: we're next in line. Perfect, Jim. Things are going very smoothly. You remember the cell phone bill? Yes, and the birth certificate. Nice. We'll have a real ID in no time. That's right. Ready to fly to Carla's graduation and then the big game. Real great work, Jim. You too, Jim.
3: Excuse me, are you talking to yourself? Now serving... B-25 at window number
1: 10. That's our cue, Jim. Excuse us. Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash real ID.
2: As good with their feet as they think they are. And they should all just cut out trying to be fucking Tiago because none of them are. Listen, in in three weeks' time...
3: Allison will be playing a ball spitting pass between somebody through the midfield and put Salah in, and everyone will talk about look at the amazing true ball with Allison. Nobody can play a ball like him except maybe Ederson in the league. That's the conversation you're going to have, right? If you think about that ball that he played for Salah last year when he cut the corner and pinged it down the end of the pitch. It was pitch perfect pass in terms of what's there. Look, <clears throat> at the end of the day, goalkeepers make mistakes. And Allison's are rare and so rare that we're down to things that aren't even characteristic goalkeeping mistakes. If he drops a ball in front of the center for I actually thought the first goal by Gundogan, I see people giving out stink about it. I was like, that's a great save. That's a great save that he makes. It just... Nine times out of ten, if Van Dijk is playing and you have a proper centre-back, when that ball breaks, he's in to prevent Gundogan clearing up on the on to, to be
2: fair, it is uncharacteristic for him to kick the ball to the opposition to concede two goals. Yes, that is uncharacteristic. It is. I think, I think,
4: what's, I think what's uncharacteristic is the opposition scoring the two what? goals.
0: Yeah, that's that's the uncharacteristic the, bit. Though. The the fourth goal, forget about the feet. It, it was a bad mistake. I think we all agree it's on a that. Terrible ball to Favino. No, but the Foden goal. Oh, mm. oh sorry, the he, he Foden goal. Done yeah. Better. yeah, sorry. yeah. That was shot. that was ter- that's that is uncharacteristic. You never see him concede a goal like that, usually. I thought it was strange. I think if he hadn't been at fault for the previous two goals, that goal wasn't going in.
4: His head is gone at that stage, so yeah. I don't actually. I don't. And that's my worry
2: like, about Liverpool goalkeepers, right? It's my only thing in the back of my mind. <laughs> I've seen this way too often where someone has a game like that and they thought like they just go off a cliff. Goalkeepers yeah. go off a cliff. I'm I don't think in Mid-April,
4: happen. we've Quivy and as our first choice. <laughs> I tell you, that's and my Alison's Allison, just rocking back and forth. Yeah, exactly. We start
2: looking up the terms of Carius's loan deal. Going, can we call him back? Can we get him back?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no I think we're okay. I think we're okay. But <clears> I think, just, I think the real,
3: real issue for Alison is he kept looking over and seeing Adrian on the bench, and you just couldn't figure out what the fuck's going on. Like, if, if anything goes wrong here, I've had the shits for a whole week. <laughs> Like I can barely move. I come yeah,
2: I I I think that's a point, man. I don't think he was well at all. Like, you know what I mean? He yeah, does.
3: I think like I, I think people underestimate the impact that being sick can take over. of a footballer who has to run up and down a pitch all day long. And even the way goalkeepers are being asked to play, they aren't just standing around looking at stuff anymore. They're fully involved in the game. And that goes back to the idea of, of having to knock the ball around. Um
2: I I you know have what? I'd have to say to him though, listen, where's your savior now? You know? you're doing all this christian shit uh, Look what's happening, you know but the, the jesus stuff the,
3: G- the jesus stuff needs to get knocked on the head to be ah, he's got we, spoke,
4: we spoke this we spoke about this a, a few weeks ago it's it's all the fucking brazilian lads they're 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 all heavy heavy catholics we'll leave it there mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Hawkies>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, I think being a Catholic is fine. Just being a heavy Catholic is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's a Catholic, Steve I I don't think that's well, Catholicism. He he a born he's born again, right? Born again. He's, oh, he's is he? Bo- sorry? Born i am just again. made
4: a random assumption because he was reading the Bible. I don't it's all fucking fairy tales. I'm like an it's like it's said, only, oh, he's not he's big into bad. Enid Blyton. He likes reading Roald Dahl. It's all the same. <laughs> <laughs>
2: fucking made up. He's,
4: in,
3: he's into the next volume of Tolkien's novels, yeah. as opposed to the first one. Yeah.
2: It's like to be fair it's, no, you live on the island of Ireland. Getting the wrong type of Christianity is a big deal. You know, like, know what I mean, So, yeah.
4: which fakeness do you believe in? Yeah. Anyway, well, let's. Yeah. Let's, uh, to, to be fair. To be on. fair.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to be, <laughs> I think there we go. Grizz reads Eid Brighton as opposed to Enid Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's, not, let's not
4: start with puns. Let's,
3: <laughs> uh, uh, right? What was the, the Joe? Well, what's your topic? I can't remember. So you may as well just introduce you. Oh, yeah. Oh, this one is go, This one is going to light the boards up. If you think Alison yeah. Slaggin was bad, right? Because like this is going to be go one. Joe, this is this is this is brilliant.
0: Um, What is my topic again? (laughs) Um, Don't bottle it now. My issue... No, no, no. My issue is with um, the team that won the Champions League. Since then, we've had four transfer windows and arguably we haven't added strengthened the team in any position. Um, Go back to when we lost the Champions League final. We've brought in two, uh, Alison and Fabinho. And then, since then, the Champions League final, four transfer windows, we've made nine or ten signings, and either being flops or squad players. And I think that's could have something to do with the last this season's performances. That the team has just gone a bit stale. So I don't know. I don't know what everyone else feels about it, but I just I think when you when you're successful, like certain managers in the past. You strengthen when you're successful, and when you've the appeal and your Champions League and your champions. And I just think we failed to do that. And the only one that you could probably say is in or around the foot is Thiago. But still, that's that's debatable whether our strongest eleven is in there at the moment. So I just I just think the team might have peaked and it's on the decline. and not strengthening in four transfer windows is a problem. I know, not not people. I know a lot of people won't like that. <laughs>
1: I think Dave would you like oh, to respond sorry, to this sorry,
4: sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Steve go, oh,
2: on. go on Steve go on Steve go on
4: Steve no listen I, I get what Joe was saying um, if you if you look at the club and I'm, I'm starting to sound like a fucking cheerleader for, for the club and it's ways of doing things but um, I think last summer was a, a good window if we hadn't had the issues we ended up having with injuries I think I think Jota turned out to be a smashing signing and is 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 well capable of going in or, or was pre-injury anyway in the form he was in of going in and 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 he he was outperforming you know like Jota in the form he was in before injury is better than anybody Barsala in that front in that front three Mane is off form and has been for a period of time Firmino has been really poor so so I think he was I think he was a good a, a good signing I also think it's very unfair on Thiago um in a way that he's he normally would have been expecting to be playing in a midfield that probably would have had Fabinho and Henderson in it or Fabinho and, and Genie in there. And the difference that as we've already spoken about, the difference it, it makes to the team taking them out. Him trying to play a six in in the Premier League compared to playing it in the Bundesliga is very different. And you can see that. You can see the fact that he keeps on getting fucking booked within about forty seconds of the match starting. Um, you know, so so I think I think last summer we we could have we could have had a decent window and it could have turned out to be... A, it probably is a better window than it looks at the moment, I think. Um, but I also think we're forgetting how much this club is reliant upon the revenue it generates. And with COVID around, with the fans not in the stadium, with TV revenues down, all that sort of stuff, that's having a huge impact on us as a club. And we can't get away from that. That's just the way we're run. And we're not going to ever be able to just go out and spunk, you know, a hundred and hundred and twenty million every every window. It's not going to be the way it's done. It's not, you know, it's it's not the way the club is going to ever approach it. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. I know we probably should have strengthened after the Champions League win. That's probably the window that I was most disappointed in terms of.
0: Yeah, really there was we brought yeah we brought in four players really that window. And you look at when you look at them, they were never even going to even contend for. It. The squad players at best and then the last window, yeah we, we brought in five and uh, hotter, as I call him and uh, Thiago but still from what Klopp has said, for that front three, that was his first choice front three and Firmino's essential there so it's I still don't think uh, Jota was going to be a four-team regular, now I know he, he played well but it should, I just think the team has gone a bit stale What a pivot I- off!
3: What? what? This coming oh, the summer's comments. window is the, is the most pivotal
4: can I, say? <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> I, think, I think he was going for. I think he was going for pivotal of. Uh, pivot off is going I into like my vocab now. <laughs> Maybe it's German for for something. I don't know. The pivot off.
2: <laughs> Go on, Dave. What are you going to say? Look, I, th- I think, yeah, I, I think the evidence backs up what Joe's saying. In that, in hindsight, I think that you know perhaps another one in each of the transfer windows might have might have made a difference. I think there's a, there's loads of caveats to that. One is I don't think this the team that won the league or the team that won the Champions League is an easy team to improve. I don't, I, you know, I I think you go through. You know, if you go through the best the best players in the Premier League last season or even the best players in Europe and you pick who's the goalkeeper, you're going to pick Addison? who's your left back, you're going to pick Robson, right back, Alexander-Arnold, Van Dyke's going to get in there. There's an argument Henderson, Fabino both get in there and the front three are going to be close right at the, at the top. So I think he brought Thiago in thinking okay there's a there's something different in the middle of the park. He's brought in cover at left back and then he's brought in someone to rotate in the in the front four. I think if covid hadn't happened it would have been interesting to see what we might have done last summer. And I think and I I think anyone expecting this summer to be a massive spend it's just not going to happen. I also think that transfers and we as much as any club are obsessed with transfers, right? More I I think more so than any club. I think we think that transfers because we've been screwed so many times and we've had so it, so many bad transfer windows or so many failed pursuits of transfer targets, William, Konoplyanka, Costa, you know, you can go through all the ones that that Mikatarian or whatever that that fell away. You know, we're a bit more obsessed about it. But think about players like You know Curtis Jones has come in. You know he's a player who didn't cost us any money, and for me, Mm -hmm. he's he should be in our starting midfield right now. You know, Um, all right. Nico Williams hasn't come on as much as perhaps we would like him to do. But even the two young centre backs who've had game time this season, you know, they're either going to make it or they're going to end up being sold for for reasonable money. I just think it's a really, I think he's a really hard manager um, to to bring someone in. If you are either okay with having a year of transition or then I think you can go and try and be, you know, take take chances. Or if you're like Guardiola, where you can buy a player and they can take a year to adapt, you know, if you look at Rodri or... Uh, Uh, Mares, or even even John Stones at the back, Cancelo, all these players. They've had like a year before anyone thinks they need to go and be started.
1: Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by
4: thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash adhub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash hub, and start
1: using your advertising dollars in an impactful way.
2: And in the first team for City, now, now they're ready for it. We just don't have that luxury to be able to, to take a year, to take a player. I mean, look at the time we've given Keita and Oxlade-Chamberlain. You know, we've given these players time and we, don't, we can't afford for them to take a year to be ready. So I think that's the challenge for it. Um, I think hindsight and no COVID, we should have gone bigger last summer. But I, at the time, I don't remember anyone going, you know, that we should have done a lot more. I think, you know, everyone had a, a backup fullback or certainly a backup left back. Everyone was happy with Thiago. I didn't think we needed him personally, but, you know, uh, he's a great player. I just don't see how he got into our midfield. And Jordan, Everyone everyone's excited about that. So I get it. I just think it's really hard to buy for Really hard to buy for this first team, not necessarily the squad. I
4: think I think the one thing and listen, as you say, hindsight is is twenty twenty, but you know We have been bitten in the arse by not signing a centre half to replace Lovren last summer, and that's that's one big place where you know the the management and the 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 scouts and Michael Edwards and everybody else they have to hold their hands up and they have to take responsibility for that. It has had a huge impact on us, and that's down to them choosing to go with one one world class best centre half in the world and two injury prone or injury susceptible. I won't you know. Centre halves alongside him, and what's happened is all three of them have got fucked this season, and we've fallen the victim of it. And that's that's the reality of it. They didn't they didn't choose to go. I'm sure they could have done a deal in the summer, in the way they did one for for Jota to to have the the you know the money spread out and whatever else. I'm sure they could have found the right type of deal for, for a good level? quality. I, yeah, could have, they, they could have kept Lovren, but I think he just wanted to go at this stage, Dave. I know you're probably can taking the piss, but, but uh, no. My point of...
2: is right. If we would kept Lovren, everyone would have gone fucking ballistic to be kept. It. You
4: know. That oh way. yeah, yeah. No, I, absolutely. I agree. I agree on that. Uh, I don't mind. The, uh, I don't mind Lovren when he was third, fourth choice. Steve, he comes in, and plays fifteen games. Yeah, go on can, for can I just show
3: a different lens on this idea that on on on, no. on what's there? Because absolutely
4: not. I'm partisan.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, because in, in Arsenal land, it's great. No, the, 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 um, no, the reason why I'm saying this is I don't know if the recruitment has meant, is meant to have been as bad as, as it's turned out, right? So I go back to most teams, they, they taking joe's example when we lost the champions league they basically lumped a load of money into it to push us over the top to get us over the top to win major trophies be it the champions league or the league title right mm-hmm. and then every sign they've made since then has been a play to allow natural progression into a squad that doesn't lead to a big transition season where you have to take out three or four players and replace them with three four or five players in the same way they used it to get them over the top <clears throat> what's happened is that the players they've signed in those windows haven't Stepped up yet to the levels that they expected to step up to put the pressure on the players that were already there. So, as Steve said, and oh, sorry, as Dave said, it's very hard to sign for Klopp to go and sign a better player than what he has in the position in positions because they really set them up themselves to have 12, 13 players that were the best that they possibly have, where you only need to have deal with maybe two or three injuries at any one time that's in there. So if we look at our squad and look at the players they have signed in that amount of time, they've tended to be young, twenty to twenty-four year olds. So the uh, signing of Thiago was definitely a step different to where we had been to before, and an, uh, clearly it was a plug and play. The idea was that we we needed something to change. The way, we knew the teams would ad- ad- address us in the way that Atletico Madrid did, Madrid did last year, with the, the two stacked fours cutting off the space and not letting the wingers around. And the idea was to have those. Two midfielders who run up and down and then Thiago can just basically fit into the gaps and play these lovely true balls and link plays that, that's been going on. And not necessarily an orchestrator at the base of the midfield. But what's going on with the... So the, the, the killers has been... Keita has been pure pants. Like we spent 50 yeah. odd million on pants. And I I, I, yeah. and I, I totally believe that Keita is, is the worst signing we've ever made in terms of the return out of what we did. We waited a season to get him into the club. And we're happy to leave him sit there. He's come in and he's offered zero. Now, I, I and that's not to say that I think he's a bad player. I've I've said this. I think when he's played and when he's been able to put a run of games together, he looks like a a, a lovely midfielder in terms of bringing the teams together and being able to bring play up the pitch yeah. and, and break teams down and everything. But. For what we spent, it's it's terrible. The return is terrible. He's, he's, he's a, a
4: matter, but all it takes is the tiniest, the tiniest thing puts him out for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks at yeah. a time. That's that's the and therefore it needs another three or four weeks on top of that for rhythm to be rebuilt up. You get two or three, four games out of him, and he's gone again. So. yeah. I, I, I,
3: and this is, this is where it comes back. Like, I think we were hoping that when we signed Shakiri, that we'd get more out of him as well. When we signed the, when we signed Oxlade Chamberlain, they were hoping that he would, he would come along and instead it hasn't happened. And you look at all these signings that Joe was talking about that happened in those windows. They were hoping that they'd be able to get them in, develop them into smashing players that would then increase the squad size and put pressure on the, on the 11 or 12 that, that Klopp can all, almost yeah. nearly names in the sleep that's there. Instead, we've ended up Look at Curtis Jones. It's a great story. He's come through and he's playing really well. And he's gone, he's at a level now that puts him above Keita, that puts him above mm. Oxlade. And I'm not saying natural skill, but just in terms of what he's delivering and what he's, he's doing for this team. And he's definitely put himself in the ringer for being a selection. Because to me, I look at Jeannie and I'm saying, there's a fella whose legs are starting to go. And not that he's getting old and starting to go. It's just he's played so many minutes because of what's gone on around the pitch. And then playing in that sentiment field and being asked to do the doggies up and down he's eventually going to wear
2: a player down in terms of what's there. All, all well, I keep looking the at... Is- for me uh, right now is he is what Adam's replacement. He is the person that we should be saying, mm. you know, is mm. in our starting midfield with alongside Thiago Henderson and Fabinho. Those are the four for me mm. that, you know, he sh- he's ahead of Kate, he's the head of Oxford chamberlain I love what Adam, and if it was me I'd sign Ronald Adam to another contract but I don't think that's going to happen but Curtis Jones says I I think he is. He's got everything. He has got absolutely everything to be a phenomenal player. He's young, which means that when he has a bad game, you can see his head drops a little bit. He, you know, he comes yeah. to which is normal. But what is he? Twenty? Yeah, whatever he is, you know, he is going to be a hell of a player.
4: Yeah, well, he's I, a kid that really believes in his own in his own ability. Like after that game, I think it was at Newcastle where he gave the ball yeah. away and they scored. And he came out and said, listen, it was a bad mistake by me. I'm, I'm upset about it. I'm disappointed I've, I've caused a goal. But I'd do the same. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd still try the same thing again. And exactly. that's an amazing level of confidence to have for a young lad like that because we've seen many a player come in and they're, let's call it his proper debut season. A couple of things go wrong and they, they're Ben Woodburned down to, the, yeah. down to League One. And I don't think you're going to see that happen with him. I, and I'm sorry, I'm, Paul Smith is saying he's 19. That's... That's a phenomenal yeah. age. For, but like yeah. I I'm I'm
3: looking at it and saying it's it's so disappointing because well I didn't want us to sign Oxlade and when he came in I thought, do you know what he's he's put me in my box and he's he's made a difference and he's he's brought something new to this team. He's brought in terms of that direct running style from midfield with, with shots off and doing something. But again, his same issue we had at Arsenal, he can't he can't string a season together. He and can't look, get towards team, the games teams out.
2: Just Teams move past players. It happened with Lalana. Yeah. I remember I think the last you know, the last time I was on I was just saying, like, the the Lalana who made it into Klopp's team, the team just passed him. You know, he just got better than him. And the team has passed Oxley Chamberlain. You know, he's not good enough now to play. Oxley Chamberlain is good enough to play for a team chasing, you know, a a title or chasing a top four, but he's not good enough to play in a team that wants to dominate and wants to win. You know no. every game, and and that I, is, I think, because of injuries. He's a, of he's a
0: West, yeah. He's a West Ham player. I've, I've yeah. always referred to him as a West Ham player. I'd have Joe Gomez yeah. in that category as well. But
4: yeah, I I, I would. I, I know where you're coming from on that. I, I think I think he's the sort of player that can come in and be the third midfield in a well-oiled machine. But when things are not going well for Liverpool and we're we're in the in the trouble that we're in at the moment, him, you know, Origi, they're they're the prime examples, and, and even cater to a point. Are, are the, they're not going to dig you out of a hole? They're yeah. not going to dig you out of this hole. They're not going to be the ones to help you turn the fortunes. And that's, and I that's think that's the, what, that's
2: the key issue. Yeah, I think that's the thing that we miss. And I think maybe that's what Thiago was meant to do: is to say, when the front three are having an off day, you know, you got someone else that can make the difference. Someone that can that can do yeah.
4: it. He picks the, the lock.
2: Maybe uh, he hasn't had the opportunity to play in, in what I think is the best midfield, but I actually think Jones is more of a difference maker than anyone we've got there. And more so again, than Oxley Chamberlain, Shakiri, you know, Shakiri's got like 20 minutes of high intensity running in him and then he walks every, all, mm. all around, you know, and unless he's going to put one in the top bin from 35 yards out, he ain't going to do much, you know, so it's a waste playing Shakiri and it's a waste playing Oxley Chamberlain unless Oxy Chamber is the type you can bring in where we've just won full games on the bounce. Everyone knows exactly what they need to do and he slots yeah. into that and neat and yeah. time he does what needs to be done. But I think... You know, I see, and
3: sorry, Dave. And I think that if you go back over the four windows, I think that it's where people had seen crucial misses as in if we were talking about Lovren and, and improving the centre-back situation. The Matip thing hasn't happened just overnight. He's been injury-prone since I think the after his first six months at the club. The, Joe Gomez... Joe Gomez has also been a disaster when it comes to long-term injuries. I I said this last week, it's not about being injury-prone. It's about the fact that you have the same... You have a fellow who gets injuries that... that He has a a a susceptibility
4: to... to Yeah. Long-term injuries, right? Horrific injuries. Yeah, they're, and they're always terrible fucking injuries that happen to him, you know? Yeah.
3: And then the other side is that Milner's putting in a great spin for a 35-year-old man. But, like, where Milner was three years ago, going back to the, the Dave's point about teams that reached their point, or players that reached their point with the team and the team moves on, and, like, he fills in a gap. But we're expecting him to do something now in midfield because of the situation that we're in. I think the biggest thing for us and I don't know what Klopp will do, because I know he's so he's so focused on get, making sure players are ready to come into the system. But the biggest thing that could happen for us is for him to put centre-backs in at centre-back and saying, fuck us, sir. Sure. Like, if, if we have to keep playing our midfielders, we're going to struggle to win games. Put those lads in. If it takes them three or four games to get their partnership going, Joe, you're a centre-back. You I said that I'm against
2: saying. City. I say that against City. Yeah. There is no way... You, know, you put those two centre-backs in... They're all Fabino and Henderson in front of them is going to protect them more than if you have Fabino and Henderson in center half and someone else playing in midfield. Yeah, Miller. Yeah. You know, you pick yeah. four players, you say two center backs and those two in midfield. It's a different. I, and I, I say. Yeah, yeah, and you, you
4: sacrifice even a little bit of what Henderson and Fabino give you well, to say, listen, that's an extra bit of protection for yeah, your two center backs. Yeah,
2: yeah. If they're not good enough, they're not good enough,
4: right? We can't, Don't fucking sign like, them five days ago them. then.
2: If they're good enough, <laughs> player. Now I understand the argument that he'd only had, I think, two training sessions. But I go back to Van Dyke. We signed signed Van Dyke. I think he played two days later, right? Mm, and scored. And, you know, and scored. Made his debut. Um and Tiago, you know, all of these players, if you're good enough, and, and that worries me a little bit, the Klopp didn't play one of them to go, mm. okay, like I know Kabak is good enough, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play him. So that's my worry about it. But
4: I think you will see him come in this weekend. Well, something else we haven't discussed, and I, I, I don't know. Listen... I, I I haven't not been Minamino's biggest fan since he's come in. I think he's he's flattered to deceive, but I don't understand. And maybe it was just a, a a financial decision that the club tried to offload Origi, Couldn't couldn't. No one was willing to give them the money they wanted, and they got the opportunity to shift Minamino. And, and one of them wasn't going to be getting game time. But surely Minamino fits into what we're doing with that front three more than what Regi does. Because Origi is coming on game after game, starting matches. He
1: he's he doesn't have the spark he had.
2: 18 See, months I, ago. I, you know? I, I, I think Origi is a better option than Minamino and f three. I, I think he does
4: got At his best maybe, Joe, or uh, at his best maybe, Dave, but he doesn't look that player anymore. He looks a disinterested or or a, a player lacking confidence, whatever it I is. I thought he it, was
2: excellent I, against West Ham when he played against West Ham. I, I, thought, I, I thought, thought he Origi was, was
0: excellent. No. Yeah,
4: I thought he was poor. I thought, his, I thought his ability to close down, I thought his ability to close passing lanes, it was just... It was all ninety percent, and that extra ten percent is what you know. If you if you press ninety percent effectively, you're you're basically pressing zero percent effectively. Oh, them are
2: I don't I don't good enough, right? Minamino wasn't good enough, and yeah, not good enough. And I think again, one of the challenge to bring sorry, Joe, I'll, I'll let you in after this sure. is, Klopp maybe needs to change the way he plays a little bit, right? If you've got a player like Minamino, maybe you can't play four three three and expect him to do a job. On the wide left or wide right, maybe you've yeah. got to go to a diamond, or maybe you've got to go to a four-four-two and play two up front, and play him as almost like a number ten. You know, there's different options that you can play there, but he can't play four-three-three. Three. At least Rigi has a bit of pace and a bit of directness about it. So I think that's where I think Rigi or a version of Rigi makes more sense than a version of Minamino.
4: Just, just not this version of Rigi. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. What were you going to say?
0: No, I just going back, forget about Origi I and mean, I Minamino. Mean, you know, like Firmino, I've been banged on this drum for 18 months now. Everything that was good about his game is just gone. His running stats yeah. are down, his winning the ball back is down. He's scoring four or five goals a season. I keep saying he's a number nine. Okay, I know he doesn't play, play as a traditional number nine, and people, he's the link-up play. He's he's not doing the link-up play. He's giving possession away twenty times every game now. He's yeah. he looks like he's put on weight to me, and, and he's still it's. I just think playing him, the difference in him two years ago. It's a different. It's a different player, and I think he's. I I think he's finished. Paris at Liverpool. The weather's just. Whether whether it's just his age, he's 29 now, whether he's just some players, 29, 30 start, just go, downward spiral, or else he's just won everything and he's not interested. I don't know, but everything about him is just. Uh, he's always been he be a like cheap possession, though. He's, he's yeah, giving he
4: away a lot
0: of. It- he would have won it back running then. Running stats, <laughs> yeah, his, run, his running yeah. stats are way down. He's getting chances almost every game he's playing. And he's not scoring them. Like yeah. he's, he's he's playing in between Salah and Mane, and he's uh, there's no excuse for him not. Getting I mean, the, the only figures. thing I
2: say right, is Liverpool have scored more goals than anyone other than United,
0: right? Mm. So the the attack.
2: In fits, at least, is working. So something's working there because we have scored. And, and if you, you know, obviously United have the nine 0 So you know, let's say, but we've scored more goals in City, more goals in Leicester, more goals in Chelsea, more goals in Everton. So I know what you're saying. When you sometimes, when you look at Firmino individually, you're like, I, I totally get that argument. But the overall is is still functioning to some degree. So. How much do we lose? And I don't know enough about it. Like, because we we haven't got someone to step in and replace him and see how it would work without him. Like, I think Mane's drop-off is more worrying than... Firmino's drop off.
4: Because yeah, I don't think Mane's drop off has been as long term as Firmino. Yeah, that's the Ma- thing. Yeah, no, exactly.
3: but, I, but lads, can I just on the Mane drop off and the trends yeah. drop off? You can almost track a line straight back to them getting COVID. And the people are just forgetting about this part as well. Like a fella, if you look at Mane, Mane normally up until this season, up until up until he goes on that um international break and he picked up COVID in terms of the international break. he's his work rate was through the charts. When you look at him playing now, he doesn't seem to have the same intensity or the same burst of pace as he had. And like, who knows how long it's going to take him to get back. He's probably going to need the preseason to get, to get his, his lungs and his body yeah. fully functioning. And people don't know what impact this no, is no, going no, to have on
4: COVID. footballers. We yeah. Don't, like, yeah we, we, we don't, we don't. So we're talk-
2: I've they, had COVID they, and Joe's had COVID, right? And <clears throat> certainly for me, it took me eight months for my lung capacity to get back to where it was. Now I used to year.
4: be able to cover the same amount of ground as Mane.
2: It's impressive. <laughs> no, but I used to be. But I used to able to come upstairs well, without
4: uh, <laughs> Oh, you couldn't.
1: You, you come into could've.
4: that Astro Park and you'd be bollocks, you old cunt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. I, let's not go there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like no. <nowhere laughs> I, I I'm having. I'm having a moment with my fellow COVID sufferers, Trent and Samuel. <laughs> like I, I've been there too. You know.
3: But come here, on, on, on Firmino, though, the other side is the, right, and I'm gonna I'm like, and I'm I'm his biggest critic on this on on the forum and have been on, on the pod. Well, but but the the, the only thing with, with Firmino is that Firmino's best run of form has come when he's had a direct threat to his place. So when Origi looked like he was, when when Firmino had been off on international duty and Origi got the few games after the Champions League, the year that we went on to win the champions, after we lost the Champions League, and I went, uh, went on to win the Champions yeah. League, right. His form when he came back because he felt that his place was under threat was huge. When Jota had taken a spot before Christmas and then gets injured, Firmino's best run of games come directly after that until we find out that Jota is going to be out for six to eight weeks in terms of what's there. then he still gets... So I thought he, I actually thought he played all right against against City. I don't think he... The, the problem I have with him is that he just doesn't score enough goals. Two years ago, he was scoring 10 to 15 goals a season. I'm saying, right, I can live with that when the two lads either side of him are getting 15 to 25 goals each. That's That's fine. When he's scored in three to eight goals in the course of a season, yeah, that's a disaster. But because- but how
2: much how much of Firmino right? The and, and I understand he he had ups and downs, but Firmino's game is dropping a little deeper to get the ball right because we are ten fifteen yards deeper than we usually play. That means he has to come to the fucking halfway line to get the ball. Whereas when Henderson played in front of uh, Firmino and then you had another either Wijnaldum or, or Oxley-Chamberlain or Keita or whoever, he had two midfielders within 10-15 yards of him, meaning he was closer to goal. I just think the whole system is out of balance because, and, and we all know this, you take those two centre-halves out, everything from there by moving the, the midfielders back, it's just, it's all
0: switched. You're ruining me segue.
3: are ruining me Point. Sorry,
2: sorry. sorry. The,
0: the, the point we were saying, the fucking memo. Uh, there's, there's, not, there's not many positions we can improve on. It's clear now that Bobby Firmino is nowhere near good enough if we want to be where we're at. So that's one position. That and centre half are positions where we have to go out the transfer window and re- replace them because they're not good enough. Before this argument, though, we can't replace Trent or We have the best left four. We have the best keeper. Now we clearly don't have a second good centre half or one that's reliable, and we don't have a centre forward that will score goals. So they have to be. They should have been addressed last season. Hopefully next season it will be. But,
4: but I think I think they were Joe. I think I think Jota is or had up to the point of injury proved to be that that person that could come in and play across the front three. That one that person that we were talking about the, inibi- the sorry the ability to interchange any of those four and rest them up and and his injury came at the worst time because the run of games since his injury compared to the run of games before his injury has been horrific. The amount of matches he's actually missed is. Fucking huge for a two months yeah. time frame, you know, and the, and the,
3: and the size of the insane. games, the size of the games. Yeah, are these, yeah, these aren't just like like if you think when we get past Leicester and Everton in our next two fixtures, we don't we've only got Arsenal, um, Chelsea, and United left to play until they get to the end of the season because mm-hmm. they've don't, they've played everyone else that's in the top that you traditionally call the top six and in clear yeah, and Leicester. To be sure. to clear
4: January, we didn't have many big games either, but we tended to fuck them up. That was the problem, you know. We, we fucked up West Brom, Brighton, can I just and Burnley? You know? but
3: can I just can I just come back right? The, the, in terms of the the, the idea that um, this piece around hardness creeping in with certain players because like Firmino has more miles under his belt than most of the rest of the players because he just doesn't get injured so he's he plays nearly yeah, all the time he's, he's available same, Mane has been the same outside of the COVID team but like if I think the last time I remember Mane getting injured was remember he, he got injured <laughs> towards the back end of the season with Everton um, in a game and mm. we sort of had a bad run into, into the season when he got injured so you have all these things you have Salah Salah's never injured like outside of him going to his brother's yeah. wedding and they all got COVID at the wedding like, the, like he ha- he's never injured he's but, like, again, as levels
2: yeah,
3: yeah in, in terms of what it is so all these players that's there and it takes into my topic. If you look, if anyone takes a step back and looks across sport in general in this particular season, which is which is a very, very different to what we normally experience, if you look to the similar leagues, look at Barcelona who won the La Liga last year, right? Way off the pace in terms of what's there. Look to Paris Saint Germain, who had who at this time last year with the same amount of games played, were 18 points cleared a second place team. They're eighteen points off the points total they had this time last year. You look at Manchester City, who are being, who are being glorified now as this amazing team who's going to go on and win the league. They have two points more than they had this time last season. The difference is we've we've fallen backwards outside yeah, of we're Bayern Munich. points
4: difference. Yeah, isn't there twenty-seven points?
3: You look at Juventus. Yep. Juventus have been leading the Italian league for for the last twenty-eight years non-stop. Right, nobody's been near them, and they've often been generally about fifty-five points ahead of. <laughs> of, of <laughs> even when they were relegated <laughs> in, the, in the bottom leagues, they were down. But they Juventus were still winning the league. Mm-hmm. Juventus are, in four, are fourth in the, in in the Syria at the moment it's it's unheard of them to be that low in fact I think only Bayern Munich are the only ones that are still relatively speaking where they were this time last year in, in the midst of all this that's going on and it's not just football I looked at I watched the Super Bowl last night most people know who, who listen and, and they hear me talking about American football but I watched it last night you look at the Kansas City Chiefs the common thread that's come through this is that team won the Super Bowl at counter by far the best team Missing a load of players. Why were they missing a load of players? True fatigue-led injuries. Even Mahomes himself, who's the best best player in in the American football, he was in bits trying to play last night in terms of the injuries. So you look at all these teams that won the league and won the league off the counter, and then you look at the level of injuries that they've experienced off the back of that season because they've had to lead the charge and they're going into this condensed Shortened seasons and are and these the players seem to be suffering these catastrophic injuries and key players are suffering these catastrophic injuries. Somebody said Celtic and I know Stevie G is winning the league by hundred million points up there, but this like the Celtic team are having an absolute mare. Like, it's it it almost is
4: like these people aren't robots.
3: Yeah, it's almost like you know? if you if you, if it goes back like there's to, a
2: pandemic going on and yeah, yeah 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 yeah.
3: But yeah. the other the other commonality that's sitting there, lads, is they're all wearing Nike kit. The only thing yeah. I didn't mention there that isn't is Bayern Munich. And people rubbish this, right? But the Nike course is real, right? And you look at the... you look, We moved to Nike. We were flying, right? We moved to Nike. Yeah, I, I'm we, sure
2: Michael Jordan would testify to the Nike
3: curse. Yeah,
2: his, yeah, his yeah. As, the, his, him with uncontrollable his, slam dunkage.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it was a terrible My, condition he went Hang through. on, Stephen. Michael,
3: <laughs> Michael, Michael Jordan doesn't wear Nike. He broke the Nike course by coming out with his own brand, Air Jordan, right? So you have to remember, he broke Produced the Produced by... Look at Barcelona about to go bankrupt. We end up wearing Nike, right? We end up wearing Nike bananas. We're going to end up getting relegated out of the Premier League. Somehow Sheffield United are going to catch us, right? It's just it's something. All right, cool. that's that's we sitting Tiger,
1: like this, Tiger the kid Woods, deal after a season. Tiger
3: Woods. Tiger Steve O. Tiger Woods. At the point where the Nike course kicked in, he had
1: 11 majors and ended up with four. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 14 mistresses and has only managed to put up another
3: four majors since then, right? Like we are talking a true course here. Serena Williams... Look at her, she's she's banjaxed, can't play tennis anymore. She's still stuck in a oh, quarantine. No, she's, she's, only still.
2: Great, she's only the greatest, greatest sports person of all time. I, I know, mean, but, yeah, but still, no, right no,
3: she's stuck in a quarantine room in Australia now at this stage. You just have to realize, lads, we if, if we sold our soul to Nike, this is what happens. This is what happens. Listen, when you if go you're going to
4: sell your soul to Nike, you should at least get them to pay.
3: Shawnee Lawson oh is spot, a spot on the money. We should have signed O'Neill's we would have be now messing around.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> up onto the Long Mile Road
3: get the coat done <laughs> boom the O'Neill's factory <laughs> shop <laughs> actually
4: we yeah, are paying full price for O'Neill's no straight no. up to the factory shop
3: yeah we could have been us and the dubs eight in a row would have been not a bother at all the times was there <laughs> but the right actually talking about O'Neill's lads I had uh, what's the weirdest do you <laughs> ever buy things in the middle of the night
4: no I sleep
3: no do you ever wake up and just randomly do stuff like, like a QVC port like, yeah but ever done? not
0: buying stuff <laughs> <laughs> Steven
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I woke up on, on on Friday night slash Saturday morning, and I bought three pairs of laces. <laughs> and and it was the random mistake. I woke up, you know, when you wake up on Saturday morning, and you go like, "What the fuck did I just do?" I bought a pair of elastic. Well, no, literally, I've never
2: done that in my man. life. You're, you're, <laughs> talking about, you're talking about this as if it's an everyday thing. Like, you know, sometimes is, yeah. like, nobody does that. What do you want yeah. about it? <laughs> I woke up to look
3: at what was going on, and I was like, oh, that's a really it's good product. Clock. I think that's a great idea. You know when you're half asleep
4: going, this is the you most you No, no. <laughs> Dave, Dave, you know when you occasionally slip, and then you find the toilet pushes up your bum, and you're just like, <laughs> oh, how did <does> that happen? <laughs> you know when you look at well, don't you? Yeah, you well. Know two know one nights one in a
0: row. <laughs> You know, when you wake up, so lucky. Yeah, lucky to
4: slip yeah, you know. in exactly the same spot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, no, Phil, we don't wake up on a Saturday. We don't have a
4: fucking
2: no. clue what you're talking about. No, so that's just me. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, yes, definitely just you.
3: So, uh, like, I know people get drunk and buy stuff, and then suddenly it arrives, and you're going, what, you, what have I done here? I <laughs> here but this is now just I have I haven't drank since 2020 so I can't be I've never
2: I've never drank and bought something that wasn't food like I've just never been <laughs> <got laughs> drinking. Like, you know. but, <laughs> you know. but you
3: never like these things are put there to make you think Jesus, that's a great idea. Why hasn't somebody thought of this before? Sorry, I wait what? a
2: minute. Wait a minute. But the product you're talking about is latest. You need yeah. to have advertised to you. Yeah. <laughs> so you realize that that's a great product. <laughs> Cuz they, they dress in the morning.
4: Fill because the, the prime candidate for AdSense on the side yeah. of his emails, you know, <laughs> no, ooh, the, the, ooh. do you know? Do you know you what know
3: also gets me? You know, when you read down the bottom, like, look at what she looks like now, or look at what he looks like now, and you click into it, and it takes you like yeah. 400 pictures, and it's never there. Like, that always drives See, me mad. Uh, well.
2: The problem is, right, that obviously How these many viruses use, have you got in your PC, <laughs> yeah, marketing. so you're looking up things like bondage, you know, and they go, oh, laces, there we go, Band- bandage, bandage bandage okay bandage yeah <laughs> yeah but no I don't wake up in the middle of the night and, see look at that I, I mean I do think it's far too easy to shop online now like I mean <laughs> rapid
3: fire there I bought an air fryer at 2am and it was a shockingly good boy see sometimes the subconscious kicks in and you get these amazing porches that you can't go Boys on with
4: a QVC there at half four in the morning <laughs> absolute weirdos the two of you you and rapid fire sure, fucking, both should be on a list that's Rapid just that is
2: his misses. Rapid yeah, fire yeah, is just yeah, it, fire
3: yeah. fire is just my burner. I just used it off the phone there to put it up so <laughs> <laughs> I not feel weird, this whole conversation.
4: Yeah,
3: nice, nice. Um <laughs> uh, bake great for baking cakes on air fryer. I don't uh, Steve well, you do a bit of the out baking? Can you bake a cake in an air fryer? I know I have one on the says that you can bake cupcakes and I was like how do you fuck bake
2: you? in an air fryer? Yeah. Think about that question now for a minute. Can you bake in a fryer? Yeah. Isn't the that, the tr- clue in the name? Yeah, you can't bake a <laughs> cake in a fryer.
4: Well, it's like an and it's fry it's, a cake. You can fry a cake. <laughs>
2: you can fry it. You can
0: fry <laughs> cake. Break. break that cake. <laughs>
2: You that's can that's, the in a fryer and put the fryer in the oven. Then that's a problem. great
3: middle oil Aldi klaxon. If Aldi was open 24 hours, I would be like, you would be Steve Walker, be like a zombie going around just picking up something random. A scuba, wetsuit at <laughs> four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Swimming home up the canal. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: <A> saddle. <laughs> 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 I'm going get a wetsuit and a saddle. What's that? It's three o'clock. <laughs> no.
4: This is great. I'm going to ride my horse through the canal. <laughs> in case I ever end up as James Bond and I <laughs> have to go <laughs> on I need to go into the Liffey on the fucking El pieball. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> good job I wore my wetsuit today. <laughs> All right.
3: Um, so, uh, anything, lads, anything else? Anything else he's want to discuss? Uh, uh, anything else?
4: Mm. Wesley Fofana. Is he as good as people say?
3: I don't even know if that's a real person, so it's like,
0: uh, yeah, he, lo- he looks excellent, he looks brilliant. Yeah, everything about him he looks the real deal at any time whatever. Yeah, 19 whenever. years of age, and all brilliant.
4: Is he not a rugby player?
0: 19 years of age, and all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the guy, <laughs> me and come in at 19 to a new league and play so well, like, why yeah, didn't we I sign know.
4: him?
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm in,
2: to... Wesley Fofana. I just think of the song from the movie Big. You know the song that they say sing to each hey, other. Do you know mean mean freak
0: Sing. Frank. <laughs> What's the song, What's on, Dave? Dave? Just give us a sing give
4: it, us
2: a bar of it, bit and I'll tell you if uh, I know. Listen now, you know that ain't gonna happen at all. <laughs> you know, right, happen.
3: Yeah, it's long COVID prevents him singing live anymore.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it's good, it's ruined my, you know, he used it's to have he used to have a fucking movie. voice like Shirley Bassey. Now he's now he's <laughs> fucked. Listen, I can't play left wing anymore. Now he like has a voice like Ron Massey. <laughs> Shawnee no,
3: Larson <laughs> Sh- says James Justin is excellent that's a fucking that's no that's not even real that's like a, a regen he's four years into <laughs> a career or something on, <laughs> just on he just has, an ang- Shoddy just has a head. blank
4: face like he's wearing a morph suit when he they sa- he's not even a real person <laughs>
3: when they start oh, doing like, like two Shoddy. force names no, I, I, I I, you
4: know, I've yeah, heard people saying he was, he was, that's why I asked about Fafana because I'd heard I'd seen People talking about James Justin, I'm for fan, and I just I haven't watched Leicester at all this season. So I've no apart from watching them play also, I've no grasp of what, what they've been like, but they seem to be decent, both both of them from what people are saying.
0: Mm. Yeah, both have impressed me this season, yeah. Okay, he came yeah. from Luton, I think. Right he came Justin. from Luton, plays left fall James, James. Justin.
4: Yeah. Used to work used to work in the airport.
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He was on his way <laughs> to <The> Heathrow, <laughs> took a wrong turn. He
4: was a fucking baggage handler.
3: <laughs> right, um, lads, this has been. No, I'm not answering more questions. This has been.
4: I'll answer before, another one. Go on, one
3: more. Um, I think Owen Conway says Barons and Madison Class two tough game on Saturday. Uh, somebody says a Loringer... Leicester scouting department is top notch. To be fair, it is. They, they, but they, of course, that's the this part of the market that they're operating in. Like they buy players to sell them on. Um, th- that would have been and what the we ability would. Ability
4: to not get it. They're not under the same level of pressure that we are to get it right. Yeah, know, don't get me wrong. They're under pressure, but not the same level.
3: That's that's a good good shout by Avo Tord the there. Um. Are the training pitches at Corby a different size than Anfield because we don't seem to be able to play the same since moving? I think that goes back to Dave's earlier point and Steve's earlier point and Joe's earlier point that be, the injuries to our centre-backs have really decimated the way that we can move as a unit. So the, the whole unit's stretched and that's why we aren't playing as fluidly as it would be. So you can't play that one-touch passing. The one thing I will say, though, Thiago has pissed me off a wee bit that he seems to need to take three touches to get the ball off when he was playing with Bayern Munich it was all one touch stuff, and this is like takes one little touch and then goes to pass the ball and slows it down a wee bit. Um, and for that reason, I'd say just give him a free contract and let him it. out of the club. Release him, yeah. release him immediately.
4: Uh, uh, <laughs> get rid, get rid, get send rid. Send him and a, get Shaq on a five-year deal instead. Send
3: him, him and Kate to Luton Airport. He's uh, the maybe, Spanish
2: Lalana, yeah,
3: Spanish Lalana. We, we can trade him for.
2: turn, <laughs> <term>. Spanish Lalana. <laughs> 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 and that's my contribution for the next
4: <laughs> next years. twenty twenty four.
3: What is what is your next? Um, when when do you plan to do your next pod? What's the what do we have to do to, for you to do the next pod?
2: I'll do the next pod when we can go and have a drink and meet when we do it.
3: Okay, that's a fair point. Fair point. Yeah, like uh, that's great. um I, I have I have something to read out here. It's not oh, my recipe oh, oh, it, oh, it, It's oh,
4: it's. It, it's, it's not my red. <laughs> is
2: it the it's website way. for the laces? <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. is. Yeah,
4: has he got a sponsorship deal off them?
3: Yeah, I really do recommend expand laces. They're the best things you can have. you <laughs> so you having the tire laces, they hold your lace. They hold the shoe in place. You can use them for running, and training, and all those different.
2: I things. I actually do them. use them. By the way, I do use them. See, see. <laughs> the I just don't buy them at, at one o'clock in the morning.
3: That's a fair point. That's when I make my decisions. The best decisions I made at three o'clock in the morning half asleep. Um, for anyone that's listening that's, that's still with us and liked and shared, thanks for all that and thanks for watching and, and, and your support. Um, we're trying to get to 10K subs. We're on the way, so uh, keep getting, keep making up borners and keep following the thing. We know that there's only about 30 of you out there, but if you just keep making all the borners, we get over to 10K and that's that's a really good thing that's there. Um, let me see. Tuesday, tomorrow, we have the mystery draft with Keith, Gav, Chris and Oscar. Um, so that should be good because I think the, the mystery draft thing is a bit mad. I've no idea what, how it works, but I just sort of look there and, 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 and nod. It's not three in the morning. So I'm too busy shopping with that says Wednesday is the midweek feeks with Jamie, Gav, Keith and Shawnee. And I believe, uh, Jamie is, is hosting that. So are we playing? We don't have a match this week. So I don't know how, what they're going to get on or what they're going to talk about there. We'll probably talk about how, um, Jamie lives in the Shanky satellites and, uh, and the rest of us are all dwelling around the swamps at the moment. Uh, Thursday is, of course, Carnage with Grizz. Um he'd be on with all the latest uh, rumours and 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 in the know stuff that you need to know for coming up for the next transfer window, because transfer window is most importantly. is the forecast. And uh, and most importantly, lads, there's um a charity draw that's going on. 499 tickets left we've sold 395 I think there's 100 tickets left there's loads and loads and loads and loads of, of stuff in there for the charity draw it's for it's for a good cause for young lad Kane. there's so much information uh, on the on the feed that you need to get on and see what it is but it's definitely worth going in and, and buying a ticket and seeing what you're going to win out of that it's really good we ask you to please do it it's been great support so far so please do it and if you have bought a ticket or whatever it is buy another one and then also tweet, retweet it and tell your friends tell everyone about it so that, that'd be really good um, And that's been about it. I have been your host, Phil Casey. To my left is Dave Thomas. Down there is Stephen Daly. And sort of in the southwesterly direction is Joe Walsh down there. Um, Yes.
4: Before you leave, I've just had a brilliant theory. Maybe our really bad transfer windows have been Grizz's fault because we like to get our business done behind closed doors. And such is the level of knowledge that Grizz has on transfers. He keeps on blowing all the fucking deals we plan to do. And then we end up getting left with the bargain basement shit that, you know, no one really is suspecting us of. So if, yeah, if all the people that. out there listening want to blame somebody, just blame Grizz. You all have yeah. his uh, Twitter account. Maybe go give him some abuse tonight or something. Yeah, just yeah, absolutely. It
3: out just absolutely it out blame because we've lost all our really good transfer deals because Grizz mm-hmm. revealed the transfer targets earlier and and, and sled other teams. Yep.
4: Week after week after week, he ruins this club. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying it's fault. I'm not saying it's his fault. But I'm yeah. not saying it's not.
3: He, he's also the team sheet leak as well. So if the club want to get on that, do you know where to go and have a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to the lads. Thanks to everyone for watching. And we will see you next week. Listen to the rest of the shows.
0: At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu.
1: Ese último McNugget me toca
2: a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver?
0: Los mayores se respetan.
2: Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya.